AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's PACASO.com. Welcome to another episode of Strictly Business, the podcast in which we speak with some of the smartest minds working in the media business today. I'm Andrew Wallenstein with Variety. We've got a twofer in today's episode with two of the more interesting conversations that emerged from Variety's annual entertainment summit at CES in Las Vegas earlier this month. There's a through line through these two interviews. It's they're both industry veterans who find themselves at new high profile gigs. First, there's Jeremy Gorman, who you may have heard of from her days at Amazon or Snap. Now she's just months into her new job as president of worldwide advertising at Netflix, where she's leading the charge on the streaming service's new ad-supported tier. Then we'll check in with Malik Ducard, who's been at Pinterest for the past year as chief content officer after distinguished stints at YouTube and Paramount. Stick around, and we'll be right back first with Jeremy Gorman. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic, oracle.com slash strategic. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. We're back with Jeremy Gorman. Full disclosure, you are a variety alumnus. I am a variety. I mean, technically, alumnus. this con- I'm, I should recuse myself because <laughs> right, this, right. but I will maintain objectivity. You have your variety days were what, like 20 years ago at this point? Uh, or? 2005 to 2007. I was there for the centennial, uh, which is pretty remarkable for variety that it's been yes. that long. Yes, 117 year old brand. Yes. So. Anyway, you've gone on to some other things I've since done a then. Things. The little companies like <laughs> Amazon and Snap. And I'm just curious to start, you know, a company like Netflix calls you up. They're not even in this business of advertising. And they say to you what they want to do. Are you like, huh? Or, oh, I see the opportunity here. You know, I think like many people probably in this room, uh, I was a Netflix fan to begin with. And then there was the announcement in April that, uh, that Netflix was getting into the advertising business. And my husband looked at me and said, you're going to do that job. Oh. And I was like, well, they have to call me first. And then, you know, then they did. And um, I, I, was, I thought, what an amazing opportunity to reach this engaged audience with this extraordinary content in a place where marketers have never been able to reach them before. Uh, so it felt... Kind of like a no-brainer, uh, but it's a, it's just been a remarkable nine whole weeks, by the way. So uh, it's been it's been really great, and I did say yes very quickly. And now my husband's very happy that he was right. All yeah. right, Nostradamus <laughs> married apparently. Exactly. And so yes, as you mentioned, the the ad-based version of Netflix, you guys put out super fast with help some from Microsoft. Um, how would you characterize these nine weeks? Because obviously when you move this fast, you're not necessarily loading up exactly everything you want to be doing. That's right. Yeah, I think that's part of what's been so interesting is there are really kind of two choices when you make a decision of this magnitude. And I wasn't there when the decisions were made to do the ad-supported tier, obviously. Uh, But you can either go very quickly and partner with somebody like Microsoft, who has been extraordinary, and we're on the Xander stack, uh, or take two years to do it perfectly. And so the the nine weeks have been really exciting. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of advertisers, marketers, analysts, everybody uh, wants to hear more about what we're doing. I would say one of the things that's been interesting is we did launch with MVP. Uh, we joke a little bit and say we put the M in MVP because we did it so quickly uh, for the minimum viable product and we launched with 15s and 30s, but is definitely not representative of our long-term ambition. Uh, so it's been kind of, it's both. There's so much excitement but also people waiting for the innovation that will be forthcoming, just, you know, crawl, walk, run, really. So let's, let's uh, we, we have an idea of what the crawl is. What is the, what are, you mentioned right now as you're restricted to 15s and 30s, what are the next things that you're trying to bring onto the platform? I know 
Uh, I believe uh, Ted Sarandos talked about there might be different tiers, uh, not just one. What are some of the things that we could look for in 2023 on the ad platform? 20 seconds. Oh, <laughs> wow. Big innovation. No, just, wow. I know. We, we did it in Spain already. Um, kind of sticking with the more standard ad formats in the short term, but then over the long term, I think really having the experience be more integrated into overall Netflix, uh, not necessarily from a product placement perspective, but what I mean by that is I think we have so much tonnage in terms of hours, time spent with the platform, binge behavior, et cetera, that it gives us a really unique opportunity to be able to target really differently. Um, examples of that would be not only by genre, which everybody can do, but I think different things um, in terms of dynamic insertion of ads near moments that are relevant to marketers. Um, I'm making this up as I, as I talk here, but something like an advertiser that would want to be surrounded by uh, uh, surrounding each gift-giving moment, no matter the content, we could have the opportunity to do those kinds of things. Uh, single show sponsorships, and then we are going to really change the world and allow people to target by age and gender. I hear that's a new innovation <laughs> yes. in the business. Wow. Yes, exactly. Uh, but uh, that's new for Netflix too, actually. Really just even the oper- we even collecting that information is new for Netflix. And so getting to a place where we have scale so that we can tar- target by age and gender. But I think the, the really creative things um, are content-based. I mean, I, Netflix is going to be doing their earnings results in another week or two. This will be the first time they're talking about, uh, I, I assume they'll, they'll share how things have progressed. There's been some data, third-party data, not Netflix's own data, that have suggested that the initial uptake has been a little underwhelming. Uh, are there concerns? Or is there patience? Uh, or perhaps I'm mischaracterizing it and your data says, you know, this new subscription is flying like hotcakes? Uh, Because we were reporting in a couple of weeks, I can't answer that directly, but I can tell you um, that we are, we're pleased with the growth that we're seeing in the tier. And I, you would be able to tell if I was a concerned human, I wear it on my face. Yeah. So, (laughs) Uh, but yeah. Good to know for the future. We are not breaking it out. And and given the timing with earnings, apologies, I can't be more, more direct there. Okay. I mean, I think the thing that people are going to be looking for, analysts, investors, is there is risk that too many subscribers who are already paying more than they might be paying on the ad-supported plan could sort of downshift, and you could essentially cannibalize that uh, core audience, and that's where your subscribers are going to come from instead of new people coming on, because that's really the name of the game here. The growth of Netflix, I think, has moderated somewhat after a a rocket ride for many years. This will hopefully bring people in in a new barrier, uh, a lower barrier, I should say. So are you seeing signs? I know you're not going to share data right now, but are there early indications that you are bringing in new people as well as maybe not as, uh, you know, being such a cannibalizer? Yeah, it's it's really the whole goal of it is customer choice. So for people to be able to shift between plans and platforms essentially based on what they want to pay. And in this particular macro environment, I think you're going to see a reasonable amount of both people who want to consolidate their overall streaming bill inclusive of all of the other streaming services and say, I want them all, but I want ad supported or I want you know, two, but no ad supported and these kinds of things. But historically with Netflix, uh, people stay on the plan that they originally subscribed to. Is it conceivable that 
as you guys go out there with this, that we, we that essentially even people who are paying less, you can monetize better because you're getting obviously the subscription fee that they pay plus the ad dollars that you reap from those eyeballs. Uh, yeah, I think that that has been stated by Reed that our our expectation is for it to be at the very least revenue neutral. Okay, you mentioned Spain earlier. You guys are uh, available now at seventy percent of the the world. The, the ad uh, twelve countries. Uh, okay, yeah. And at this point, do you guys have a sense? Like, will twenty three? Will we see that number grow? We are going to stay with the twelve while we learn. Uh, the it's the twelve largest ad markets and also places where Netflix has penetration enough to have certain different tiers of service versus one or two tiers of service. So we're going to stick with that plan for now while we learn. Um, but long term, I think any any major ad market that can also support the multiple tiers will be things that we'll look at. But yeah, the twelve for now. Okay. And there are seven whole people on my team. And so I would, tw may... 12 is just fine for now. <laughs> In front of this crowd, you may start getting resumes. So, you know, uh, what about, I've, if I've... you're great, I'm Jeremy at Netflix. <laughs> um, what about, I, I, from what I've heard, not 100% of the content is, uh, does have advertising in it. You guys still need to work out some licensing. Uh, has that progressed? Yeah, that's progressing kind of as we speak day by day, renegotiating deals that we made a long time ago. But the vast majority of content that people watch regularly is available on the ad tier service. Um, and by that, I mean, you know, people tend to watch the same things that are zeitgeisty. Uh, Wednesday right now, for instance, has over a billion streaming hours. Has anybody seen Wednesday? It's so great. Uh, okay, yeah, I guess mathematically speaking, if it's over a billion hours, then many of you have seen Wednesday. Um, and so, yeah, all of those, the original content and the majority of things that people watch are available on the ad tier, and then we're just going to continue to negotiate and hopefully have everything available. But it's between 85 and 95% of content is available on the ad tier, uh, depending on the country. Um, there's been some criticism that you guys came to market with a pretty high CPM. Um, are you pleased with where you have sort of set the bar at this point? Yeah, I, you know, I think like anything, it's a marketplace. We have, we, we didn't know what we didn't know. There weren't any subscribers on the ad-supported tier when we started, obviously. Um, so the from a supply-demand perspective, the premium CPMs are reflective of two things. One is that we just couldn't take that many advertisers. We certainly didn't want to disappoint anybody. But then secondarily, uh, the premium content environment in which the ads run, I think, warrant a high CPM. But I think we're certainly humble enough to very much understand that we are top of market. And in addition to that, that the market will more or less dictate to us uh, what, what are reasonable CPMs. And then in addition with these innovations, on top of the 15s and 30s will warrant the high CPM over time. Uh, but right now with 15s and 30s and limited targeting, it's really you know, just a byproduct of, of demand. There's a lot of demand. So who are, could you characterize the kinds of advertisers that are in this first wave and perhaps what the second wave could look like? Sure, yeah. Um, my favorite part of this, and thank you for asking, um, is that it's really across the board. So we're seeing CPG companies, luxury companies, automotive companies. I, I could go on and on retail, et cetera, uh, but we're seeing a broad swath. And I think that's not only important to signify the demand that's coming into people wanting to reach this incremental audience that they haven't been able to reach before, but also really good for our member experience that you're not just like 
and another car, and another car, and another car. Um, it's, it's very, there's a wide variety uh, of advertiser types, and I think we'll continue to see that um, in various moments of when people need things. So at the outset, you know, right before holiday, very retail heavy, not dissimilar to what many of you experience, I'm sure, right now, you know, tax, <laughs> et cetera. So we're following a very normal pattern, but it is a broad swath of demand. There's also a broad swath of players in this marketplace, there like are. yourself, Disney Plus, everyone's doing the ad thing. Is this a rising tide lift all boats, or is it, you know what, it's, it, this is more Darwinian than that, and you know, one player needs to take an early lead? I think it's a rising tide rises all boats situation for connected TV in general, for ad-supported streaming services, for customer choice. Uh, each of the companies is really compelling another company to make extraordinary content. And while this isn't a specific ad discussion or ad point that I'm about to make, one of the things I think is most interesting is that five of our most popular shows of all time were last year in 2022 when competition had never been more fierce. And I think that is really a reflection of everybody making everybody better. And I think we can all agree that streaming content just continues to be exceptional. Um, and then as the linear market changes or flattens, we're giving advertisers and customers a place to go. We had, uh, I don't know if you were in the room at the time, Jeff Green from the Trade Desk was out here earlier. Yeah. I tried to broker a deal. Oh, thank you. Um, in an auction-based diamond dynamic CPM format. <laughs> which I learned in nursery school. <laughs> yeah, didn't, didn't we all? Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, he's out here talking about Galileo, this first-party data product for advertisers. I mean, does does Netflix need something like that? Uh, the way I think the way he put it was something like the Netflix needs the open internet more than the open internet needs Netflix. Or maybe I have that wrong. You tell me. What, does does Netflix need the open internet? Um, I think I, I don't know. That's a hard question to answer. But you did scare me when you said he was talking about Galileo. I thought I was going to have to talk about philosophers or no 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 it's just a product Um, i think the open internet needs netflix and netflix needs the open internet okay safe answer um thank you in our remaining 30 seconds what in 23 you know if we're back on this stage uh 12 months from now what growth story do you hope to be sort of telling you know do you have a projection of where you see how much growth you're going to get for this new ad tier Uh, What I hope to see is that we have enough subscribers on the ad tier that advertisers are getting what they want in targeted environments and genre-based targeting. Um, I think that we have all of the opportunity in the world. There are so many people who love Netflix um, that giving different price points to get more people on the service is a win for everybody. And I hope that there are a lot of customers in the audience next year who are on the Basic with Ads plan. Hold you to that next year at this time. Next year, this time, I will be here. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. We'll be back in just a minute. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. 
So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. And we're back with Malik Ducard. I'm really happy to have uh, our next guest with us. I've known Malik a long time. I've known you going back to your Paramount days, your YouTube days, always a content guy, but at the intersection of content and tech. And then, of course, I heard about a year ago you going over to Pinterest, and I was like, okay, that's interesting. I don't think of Pinterest as video programming and such. So what was the mandate when you got brought in as the chief content officer? Um, so, so happy to be here, first of all. What's up, Andy? Hi, everyone. Um, so I, I've been at uh, Pinterest now for a little bit over a year, and the mandate is to, to really work with uh, uh, you know, incredible teams, partners, creators, publishers, brands, curators to really build uh, a healthy and thriving uh, content ecosystem. Um, with video very much um, as a, a, a core focus of the platform. So we've been building out tools for, for creators, for example, and for publishers to really upload and share their video. Video's been, been growing really rapidly on the platform. Um, and a big part of what I do is to, to help fan the flames and um, encourage that ecosystem to, to continue to grow. So let's talk about some flames, some, yeah. some publishers, some creators. What have been some top deals that you've brought in in this first year? Um, so one, one of the, the, the deals, and I think it's a good example of a model for, for deals that we have continued to do, is our relationship with uh, Tastemade. So Tastemade is a, a publisher um, who have a really great presence on Pinterest across uh, a lot of categories like food and, and home. Uh, and Tastemade is a, a great partner because they not only create great original content that we structured this deal around, um, but they also center creators um, as a focus. So when you look at the Tastemade presence on um, Pinterest, you very much see um, creators, creators who are food creators and home decor creators um, as the, the, the fuel that really drives what they do. So a big part of that relationship is um, supporting that uh, constituent. Uh, the, the, the deal is a deal in and of itself, but it's also a model for other deals that we've done with folks like uh, Refinery29 and um, Blavity and also Endemol. I think Endemol is a good example uh, where we worked with them in France, Italy, and Spain uh, to, to really highlight some of the participants on MasterChef um, and to, to go behind the scenes and to, to catch up with these participants to actually unpack the recipes um, that they won with uh, on the show and to, to really offer that up to our users, our pinners, to be able to do those recipes themselves. So it sounds like video is not, you know, it's not you're making some sort of hard left. It's really 
organic in the sense that it, the very themes that make Pinterest Pinterest programming plays on that. Absolutely. And I would say that there are really three things that make Pinterest unique and, and differentiated amongst platforms that, that are out there. The, the first is intent. When a pinner, and, and pinners are our users, come through the front door of, of Pinterest, um, they're coming with an intent to, to do something. Um, it isn't a passive entrance. They're coming to be inspired, to search for an idea, to make something, to do something, to bake something, to shop for something. So intent is really key. I think that the, the other big differentiator uh, of the platform is its positivity and its inspiration. Um, Pinterest foundationally was built on, on a, a notion of pinners want to be inspired and uh, having a platform that we call, and it is, uh, the, the positive corner of the internet um, really, really resonates with our, our pinners and creators who um, come to the platform uh, for that. Um, and then the third thing is that Pinterest is really a juggernaut of human curation. And, and I think it's you know, wonderful that we're here at, at CES, at a, a, a consumer electronics conference um, with a platform and we center human curation. And what I mean by that is um, every day we have millions of pinners who are saving content, saving videos, saving images to their boards. And when they save these uh, um, uh, images and content, um, they're doing it around home decor projects or birthday party uh, sort of design setups that they have coming. And, and that really does two things. One, uh, it helps them to visualize and realize uh, the, the, the sort of inspiration that they want to move from inspiration to real life. But it also gives us a ton of information and signals around um, this shoes goes with this dress, goes with this accessory, and we're able to see that through the, the boards that um, pinners put together. So when you're talking about positivity and inspiration, I can't help but think there's obviously, you know, and I know you guys don't necessarily consider yourselves a social network, but when you're talking about publishers and creators and programming, you're going to be lumped in with the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikToks of the world where positivity and inspiration seems to be in very short supply. I would assume that helps you with particularly advertisers. Absolutely. Brand safety on Pinterest is absolutely core and central. And, and I think it goes back to this notion that when a pinner comes to Pinterest, we want them and they do leave feeling better than how they came in. And, um, you know, when, when, I, when I got to the company uh, a year ago, like when, when I was elsewhere, I always like peered over and was really impressed by um, the, the, this platform that really designed around um, inspiration and positivity and, and with policies that um, were, were progressive. Um, for example, banning weight loss ads and um, before any other platform, but banning uh, political misinformation and climate misinformation. Um, but, but I wanted to understand like how, uh, from a technical standpoint, does it, does it really work? And, 
uh, it's baked into the math of the system. It's baked into um, our algorithms. When, when the, the system um, is at a crossroads and is making a decision between uh, someone searching for a piece of content, is it gonna give them a video that's just gonna be time spent or will it give them a video or piece of content that's time well spent? The system chooses time well spent um, because the system has captured what inspiration is, um, really sort of algorithmically and mathematically. And I, I believe that algorithms don't just happen. Algorithms are a choice and platforms have a responsibility. And from a, from a foundational standpoint, that's how we've really built Pinterest up. How does the monetization work now that I guess you're talking probably even here at CES to advertisers about a, a whole different sort of kind of content? Yeah, so we, when, when, when you look at Pinterest, because of that intentionality, because pinners are coming with a mindset to do, um, it makes monetization really seamless. And in fact, 53% of pinners um, see Pinterest as a place to, to shop. Um, so with that, we have made shopping a really core component to the, 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 the platform. Um, so that's through building out um, product pins uh, and building out affiliate links so that um, if you're a creator or if you're a publisher, you're very easily able to um, share the, the, the goods and the product that that you're, you're sharing. We also work to bring creators together uh, with, with brands. So for example, uh, we have paid product tools, paid sponsorship uh, tools that um, allow for creators who um, align with a certain brand, like uh, one, one example is Gatorade. Uh, when Gatorade was looking to, to really champion hydration, uh, they matched up with four really prominent fitness creators on the platform to make really natural, organic content to, to support um, not only their messages, but Gatorade messages at the same time. Um, I know we have an example of one of these new video programs. If we can cue that up on the screen. So I love that one, and, and that's a partnership that we did with um, the, the Louvre Museum. And, and I, think, I think it's a great example also because I think that um, Pinterest is also unexpected. Um, you know, a lot of folks don't realize that um, video is so prominent on Pinterest and that's a growing area and opportunity or that brands have a really big opportunity to, to connect with creators and, and ultimately with um, you know, their, their buyers as well. And uh, th this is an example, a partnership that we did with uh, the, the Louvre to really get sort of behind the scenes um, and find some of the, the surprising um, moments and areas of the Louvre 
um, that that museum goers may not um, have seen. Like one of my favorite ones is um, what about the Louvre without the Mona Lisa? Like if that wasn't the first thing a person went to to make a beeline to, what else would you see? So so I think that 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 spirit of Pinterest of really um, opening up the, the world more for, for pinners and users and inspiring them to explore more and to do more is, is very core and critical to, to what we do. Yeah, it definitely sounds on brand for Pinterest. And this job that you're in sounds on brand for you because it reminds me of, you know, back in your YouTube days, you was, I mean, obviously there's some key differences, but you essentially did the same thing in a number of different roles, in a number of different areas. It was about building up this content ecosystem. Were there parallels? Were there things that you brought from your YouTube days that you have applied to Pinterest? Yeah, you know what? The, there are, are, are similarities and, and, and there are differences. I, I think that some of the, the differences goes back to, you know, a little bit where, where I started. I think that from a, a user standpoint, the, the, the pinners who come to the platform come truly with intent. It isn't a, a, a passive arrival. They come to do. I think that the positivity of the, the platform um, is really key. It isn't a positive place because it's been mandated from a regulatory standpoint or nudge. It's actually um, the premise of the company. Um, and then that human curation is key. Like back in the day, um, I was a, a jazz DJ in, on college radio. And um, how, how you place, you know, is it John Coltrane, then Billie Holiday, then? Like that, that curation is content in and of itself. And we have millions of people, there's six billion boards on Pinterest of curation. And, and, and it's the, the, the only platform that, that has such a significant um, human curatorial uh, component. Um, so those are some of the differences. I, I'd say one of the big similarities is, you, you know, I was at YouTube in the early days, like right before that hockey stick. And um, that, that feeling and spirit of momentum, some of the patterns that, that I saw at YouTube when we were, were building what would be, you know, really, really strong growth, um, I, I see that, feel that. Um, and love being a part of that at Pinterest. A lot of similar patterns um, in different ways and for different reasons, but a similarity in being at the beginning of um, what we see as a, a, a real hockey stick. But there's, of course, the challenge of the hockey stick, which is you know scaling too fast, losing control of the platform. Are these things, you're mindful of this? So mindful. Um, and and the, the company has been mindful from from really an establishment you know sort of standpoint like when it was founded and and, and I think that starting from a place of uh, we we believe that you can do good business and do good for the world do good for society at the same time like I'm happy that there's a, a company where those two aren't at odds, where those two are actually the reason for each other. Um, and then all the nuts and bolts, supercharged trust and safety teams, um, you know, re really, really focused um, uh, efforts on um, the, the challenges that come with open platforms. But, but those investments have really yielded um, results and, and Pinterest has been ranked number one most trusted platform of eight platforms um, by um, uh, business, ins no, insider intelligence. 
That's part of Business Insider. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, um, and, and number one across like a number of different uh, dimensions. So um, the results are showing, but um, you can't rest on, on that front. And uh, we're going to continue to, to invest there. Well, you're off to a good start. Looking forward to seeing what you do in 23. Thank you so much. Thanks, Malik. All right. Appreciate it. This has been another episode of Strictly Business. Tune in next week for another helping of scintillating conversation with media movers and shakers. And please make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear future episodes. Also, leave a review in Apple Podcasts and let us know how we're doing. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.